0: You know what you ought to do is go ahead and listen to this podcast and you might notice along the way that it might not be the best one you've ever heard or ever subscribed to, but I think that if you listen all the way through, you might just take a second and realize that you had an okay time. There's a bug in there. To OK Time. My name is Carl Grashet. My co-host is Steve Ellis, and this is OK Time. Did I say that already? Well, if I did, don't worry. It's episode 14. And on this show today, we're gonna talk about Ty Siegel's album Sleeper and White Long's album Paradise. Join us, won't you? <laughs>
1: Shut that dog up.
0: <laughs> Steve, did you vote? Forgot to ask you.
1: I did. I didn't get I didn't see any stickers at my spot though. I didn't get one. For real? For real. But they might have um, had the folks running the polling place seemed a little bit um, not great.
0: Like, well, yeah, they didn't have stickers. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, they just, yeah, the, it was not a smooth process, but I, I just kind of stood there and they kept telling me to wait. And I was like, OK, no problem. And then but it was an awkwardly long time and I had to move out of the way for people. And I felt like unsure as to why. I had to wait. It wasn't a long time but it was like a minute and a half but that felt like an hour. Yeah. <clears throat> How was your voting experience?
0: Um that it was kind of confusing once I got in the booth. Like the voting machines in Delaware I wasn't used to. It's like you press a button and, it, and a, a light lights up next to the candidate and I I that was unfamiliar to me.
1: Right and it's not it's not marked like where on the um surface you're supposed to press right
0: no kind of but like it i got it after a second and once you do one it's really easy but i I was kind of scared that i was going to make the wrong choice in the very important local races happening in delaware but it was kind of nervous and uh i was nervous and like excited because i thought at any moment you know biden might jump in there and be like (laughs) hey what are you doing little scoundrel you voting (laughs) i think
1: that would be illegal
0: that would be my Biden moment. Cause I know that he was probably out trying to encourage people to vote, but it didn't happen
1: next time. 2020.
0: Yep. Next one. But the, uh, the staff, the volunteers there at the polling station on the Ebenezer, uh, church road, the po- poly drum road church Ebenezer. They were great. Good. Did
1: you get a sticker?
0: Oh, I got one. I posted several pictures. And I got to say I'm pretty pleased with my home state of Michigan. They did a lot of good things last night. They legalized weed. I didn't even know that was on the ballot. Oh, wow. Good for them. Yep, so smoke it up, Michigan. But also stop cuz
1: you've got chores to do and <laughs> you're never going to pass that test if you all you do is smoke weed and play video games.
0: Yeah, Fortnite's not going to get you into college, dummy. What's oh, Fortnite? Uh, just Google it.
1: Is that just when you and your buds <clears throat> build a fort before watching <laughs> The Son-in-Law?
0: No, it's like a... I've never played it. It's like a game that the kids play now. And uh, it's like a very, very popular multiplayer sh- like shooting game, I guess. But it's... People play it and they earn money. It's called Fortnite, if you didn't know.
1: <clears throat> I heard... Um, people at work talking about playing video games and how you had to buy certain like items of clothing and stuff. That seems crazy.
0: It was probably that. Yeah. I, I, that's why I try to tell Mirabelle to play my stepdaughter to play like, games like Zelda. Cause you don't have to, you just go and you, you fight the monsters
1: and you find stuff on the ground. You don't have to buy anything.
0: Yeah. Like in the game, you'll find boots, but you don't have to buy them. You earn them.
1: <laughs> like at a thrift store.
0: No, like you've in a, in a temple, you like your water temple, you get the iron boots so you can sink to the bottom, but you earn that by fighting various monsters. You don't go, you don't put stick a dollar, a coin in the game. And then you get it. Remember when we were talking after breakfast last weekend, how like some of those apps are crooked and they like Mickey mouse telling you to go get money out of your mom's wallet. Haha. <laughs> 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 wow. Your mom's got money in there. <laughs> Just a 20 will do. <laughs> Mickey says it's all right. That'll do.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Say oh yeah, I gotta take a poop. Oh yeah, I gotta take a poop, toot, oh, yeah, gotta... say some. Oh yeah, I gotta take a poop. Oh yeah, I got Oh yeah, I gotta take a poop. Oh yeah, I gotta
0: take a poop toot. <cumulativehabitude> no 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 poops in the house, in the house, in the house, in the house.
1: Oh yeah, I-, I gotta take a poop, oh yeah, I gotta take a poop
0: toot. <Drapet,herogroans> no 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 poops no, in the house, in the house, in the house, in the house. Yep, so I had recommended that you listen to Ty Siegel's album Sleeper. i I never listened to Ty Siegel when I lived in San Diego. I think it was when I moved back to Michigan that someone that I was friends with in San Diego was seemed surprised that I had never listened to him before. So that's when I started going through the discography. Discog discog, discog. You know how to say that right, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna try tonight. Uh and then I found my way through that. And then Sleeper is, you know, one of, that's like the 16th one he put out. Ty Siegel, of course, is the um, door-to-door salesman that rose to fame in the Oakland area um, in the mid eighties.
1: <laughs> he was a door-to-door salesman.
0: In the mid eighties. Yep. Oh. That's how you know of him, correct?
1: Um, yeah. I bought a, a Dustbuster.
0: Yep, he's very persuasive. So Sleeper is an all-acoustic album, uh, kind of a departure from some of his previous works. And um, tell me again how you've thought of Ty and because you were around the Bay Area at the time. He, he was becoming more of a, a figure in the scene there, correct?
1: Yeah. Um, as you know, I'm a full-fledged hater engaging in... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hatathons every morning until the evening um, and so I wasn't I like didn't even really know much about him but I felt like I knew enough to know that I wasn't I wasn't buying it. It didn't seem like something I'd be interested in but really I probably didn't even hear, didn't even hear his music until like a couple years ago when I, I lived on the East coast again. So probably, um, not really informed opinion. Mm -hmm. Um, and I guess I, I saw it as a bit of a challenge, um, but was, I wouldn't say I was looking forward to checking him out because I felt like Oh, this is going to be hard. How am I gonna? How am I gonna do? Try to have this experience and and write things and think about things um, when I have so much aversion to to even checking it out. Mm-hmm. But you know, um, quickly, like I probably listened to the first couple songs and then for some reason had to turn it off. Um, but. It, it only took two songs and I was like, ah, I think maybe I might like this. And I'm, I'm annoyed that I might like this because <laughs> I was comfortable with uh, not liking it. Um, but yeah, I kind of the first uh, song or two, I realized that, that there was something there that I could uh, latch on to. And it is like um, you mentioned it's an acoustic record and it's very, it's not super lo-fi, but it definitely feels homemade. Um, mm-hmm. So we're going to put this in. I, I saw it referred to as psychedelic folk music. So not a genre I know a whole lot about, but I do like sad music and this record's pretty sad. So that was, that helped me kind of get into it. Um, sad boy. Hashtag sad boy. And even so, my main aversion to uh, Ty Siegel was that he sounded like T Rex. And hmm. I really don't like T Rex. But funny enough, like I, I still felt like this record at times sounded like T Rex. And yet, um, I probably listened to this maybe 10 times over the week. And. <laughs> probably the third or fourth time through I started looking forward to, um, listening to it. So, but just to kind of, excuse me, talk about the, um,
0: it has its moments.
1: It does. Uh, overall I'd say it feels intimate, haunting, um, dreamy. Um, there are themes of some, some of these may be projected, but some I think are, accurate, um, cause I did read a little bit about the record, but themes of loss, separation, disconnection, pain, regret. Um, there's some sweet moments, but also it's quite bitter. Um, I read that, uh, he made this record right after his dad died and he, in the aftermath of, his dad passing away, he became estranged from his mom. So essentially losing both parents about the same time. He talked about how this was a, he thought these were demos that he was making and uh, eventually like the more he worked on them, he started to realize that it was forming into a record. Um, so yeah, I would say that overall I got, I got pretty into this record. I, the only song that I didn't, um, that didn't quite fit for me was the last one. It's like kind of a bit more upbeat than the rest of the record and major key. And I just, I got so into the, um, melancholy of the record that I just wanted to be sent off in that fashion. Right. Um, but maybe, I mean, I imagine it was purposefully, um, a bit hopeful in the last song.
0: I think I know that one. Cause I think I was surprised by that too. It's kind of, it does feel a little bit off putting at the very end. Cause the, the tone of the rest of the album is a little bit more of a downer type vibe, but uh, yeah, maybe as you said, it's like a hopeful thing.
1: Yeah. So I, I wrote a, a very short screenplay that is um, about this record. Love it. So, um, Before we close with a prayer, would anyone like to come up and share some words about the dearly departed? Yes, young man in the colorful blouse. Come on up. (laughs) Come on up. I see you've brought a guitar. Will you be playing a song? Oh, you've got a whole record's worth of songs you'd like to play today. Well, that's an unusual request, but we did have a cancellation this afternoon, so I guess we can allow it. And who are these Bohemians you've brought with you? <laughs> this is your band, you say. All right. Well, without further ado, please welcome. What do you call yourself, son? Okay, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Ty and the Soggy Blankets.
0: <laughs> I think that that uh, that visual there could be. It could have been one of the music videos for track two, the Keepers.
1: wouldn't that be that would be uh
0: i'd love it i'd love to see that
1: can you imagine so he he wrote this song in like a really going through a really difficult time i i did that did come to mind like how crazy and messed up it would be if uh the video for one of these songs was his dad's funeral
0: that's too meta
1: right too far
0: I take my art so seriously that I'm going to turn my dad's wake into a music video.
1: Um, here's my haiku, unplug and disconnect. I'll be under this blanket. Goodbye. Toilet world.
0: (laughs) I like when you have like phrases like salad days and toilet world.
1: (laughs) And, um, the songs I'd like to add are the first one sleeper. The, uh, third or fourth one the fourth one the man man Mm -hmm. um and then she don't care number five Mm
0: -hmm. i think that's about his mom
1: you know i believe that's incorrect i believe Ah, that track three crazy is about his mom makes more sense she Mm -hmm. don't care sounded like maybe he he talked he briefly talked about it but didn't it was vague Sounded like maybe uh, an X or something like that.
0: Well, I one of my favorites on that record is track two. One time my friend and I played that at a, an acoustic show we did. I enjoyed that one a lot. Um, but as you said, the ones that you picked are also among my favorites. So well, well done.
1: Thanks. And I would have, um, the Keepers was up there too. That probably would have been my fourth pick had I had that many sorry that's not how that works <clears throat> sucks about the number
0: of songs
1: you get to pick there
0: bud <laughs> <laughs> you fucked up thinking you <laughs> you don't get four <laughs> uh, i'm trying to like get away from the visuals i'm experiencing in my mind about turning someone's funeral into a music video like in person and what that would do to the family members that are super distraught
1: Right. Like gorilla, um, gorilla filming, just sh- busting up on the scene with a, a little camera crew.
0: You're just even like a camcorder, and maybe you like you get the right person and their family's not surprised that they're trying to do that. I don't know.
1: Right. Like Carl Grashit.
0: <laughs> Carl Grashit. Maybe I would have done that. Maybe I'll still do. I don't know if I talk to my fa- like a family member ahead of time. It's, it's possible, but
1: you'd only... want to get it cleared.
0: Yeah, I'd want to get like my grandma's people to sign waivers and stuff. Like because we all have we all have kooky aunts, you know. I don't want them causing a ruckus in a court case. Uh, yeah. So what? What else? What's the rating then? Oh, what do you got? The
1: rating. <sighs> that one's. <clears throat> I'm a a little afraid of the backlash from this, but uh,
0: I'm going to go with a four. What backlash are you afraid of from Sarah? Yeah. (laughs) Oh yeah. She rules this podcast with an iron fist,
1: (laughs) but I feel like four is right because it has nine out of 10 songs that I, I enjoyed and I would, I imagine I'll listen to this again. Mm-hmm. So there we go. Four. Four
0: bugs. And I would encourage you to check out some of his other records if you have I'm it. not going to do that, but. <laughs> <I'm-> <laughs> Let's not. First off, check your tone, Carl. <laughs> Just settle down. Did I ask for your recommendation? I think
1: I actually did by signing up. When I applied, when I saw the um, job posting for this podcast on Zip Recruiter,
0: <laughs> adult man seeks friend. <laughs> okay, so tell me about. Um, your relationship with this record. And if you A, tell me that you played with this band or tell me that you know them or tell me that you booked them for a show at a house party in Newark, Delaware, I'm going to leave the podcast. <laughs>
1: um, nope. I uh, I think that we... I didn't double check this, but uh, maybe you know. Are they... Um, they're Bay Area, yeah?
0: White Lung? Yeah. Uh, they're from... Vancouver, but I think they might be based, based in LA.
1: Okay. Um, for some reason I was think, I was thinking they were Bay area. I, I think I did see them once, but that's, um, that's the closest I can get to Kevin Bacon in this instance. Um, but I've had, I thought it was a good one to try to get you into because I bought an LP like maybe in 2012 or so. And it was a couple years old at that point. I think it's self-titled. It's like a white and black cover. And I really liked it. But when they would put out, they put out like four more records after that. Mm
0: -hmm. And
1: I just didn't really like them. And a friend of mine uh, was like, oh man, I've been listening to the new White Lung. And this was probably like two or three records ago and i checked it out and it's just like ah this doesn't sound like the one i have i don't i'm not feeling this and then out of nowhere um i tried again like a month ago and just really got pumped on paradise and i've been listening to it almost every day so your turn
0: so you're saying that the other albums sound like drastically different or is it like the sound is different?
1: It's not drastically different, but like, um, it's not, it's more lo-fi and it's a little bit more punk. I would say, although it's, it's a bit hard to define. It feels like, um, this record, the one I had you listen to is almost like pop, uh, metal pop. Mm-hmm. And at first that was off putting, but the um, one, one thing that makes it super <clears throat> accessible to me is I just love the guitar player's um,
0: style. Yeah, it's very uh, elaborate, I would say. and It's like angular and um, uh, you, it, um, unexpected. Unexpected is a good uh, descriptive word because it does change a lot. It's, it, it That's not, like just basic power chords moving up and down in a predictable way. I will definitely agree there. Um, over like my first reaction to this though, I had, I admittedly it was, it was challenging for me to get into this at first uh, I was, I, tr- and I tried, I was like, but this, but this reminds me of the battle music from a final fantasy game. Do you know what I mean <laughs> when I say that?
1: Uh, no. I mean, I don't have a reference, but I, it sounds funny.
0: So, in an RPG, a role playing game like Final Fantasy, which they started on like old old Nintendo and then the Playstations and things like that, it's like a an epic role playing game with a, multiple PlayStation discs, and you go around and you earn experience points by fighting battles and stuff in the in the open world, and then every time you fight a battle to earn experience points. There's, there's music that's specific to those battle points in the game. And this just immediately reminds me of that. And, or like the, like the end credit music in one of those games. And I don't know why, but just like that f- feeling that brought me back to that time in my life when I would just play PlayStation in the basement, like a sad boy. <laughs> and I, I wasn't sure how to feel about that. I was it's like, Music has that ability to draw you back into a certain period of time, but usually for me, it's the time when I listen to that specific music I'm thinking about. So for this to take me back there, I don't know what that says, but it made me feel a little bit weird. Uh,
1: you had like some, uh, some Fago pop and Cheetos in this scene that you were painting.
0: Yeah. So I was painting my face like a juggalo and I was like <laughs> pouring orange Fago all over my body, all over the PS 2 No, that would have been a PS one at that point. <clears throat> Excuse me. Final fantasy seven came out for PlayStation one. Excuse me. Uh, that's okay. So yeah, I felt like a lonely sad boy for a second, you know, sitting there in my juggalo paint, staring in the mirror, wondering like when it was going to be my time to shine. And so I don't know did how, read,
1: did you repaint to listen to this record?
0: no that takes eight hours (laughs) oh yeah i mean for for me it does do it legit right yeah if you're gonna sit there and get juggalo fied and then you want to gather with other friends um so the album art i'd like to touch on because it's very i don't want to say busy it's like a collage kind of that was a weird little high pitch oh it's like a collage Like a Seinfeld noise.
1: It is like a collage and I don't know uh, the answer to this, but I do wonder if um, it's often the same artist because I I see like a bunch of different things they've put out that has that same style. Mm -hmm. And I'm into it. It's like, it's pretty, it's like ugly on purpose, I think.
0: Yeah, it's like very... um, it was a it was a clear choice made there mm-hmm. so it interesting interestingly enough it's it's all photography of the band members at various points in their lives um, more of the singer than the other two members of the band um, some of the artwork was from the vocalist mom Huh. photos of her as a child in the in the 80s um, one of them I think from college and then a couple of the other two band members. And obviously they've done other, other things to layer them on top of each other and whatnot. Um, I can't speak to how they did that, but I did think that that was well executed and it's certainly very visually interesting to look at because it does, you have to keep coming back to it because there's so much going on. That you kind of have to do a double take to get it all.
1: Yeah. I'd like to see it scale rather than a thumbnail
0: yeah you can vectorize it if you want <laughs> <laughs> you got <I'm> adobe <laughs> <laughs> nah can you do that in word according to my research the singer's name is mish m-i-s-h mm-hmm. um i thought that was notable to call out i've never encountered that name in my my time on earth um which brings me to my next point. Why hasn't she put out a children's book called one mish, two mish, red mish, blue fish?
1: <laughs> I don't know what that means.
0: What do you mean? You've never read the Dr. Seuss book, one fish, two fish, red fish, blue fish. No, never heard of it. Uh, damn it. When a joke is wasted because you don't know what I'm talking about.
1: I didn't God. know. Um, I actually expected it to be like a, um, a new fangled children's book that I, would have had <clears throat> every right to, to not know, but you brought something out that what was the eighties probably.
0: I just am so disappointed in you for not knowing what that book is. Did do you know who Dr. Seuss is?
1: I do. He was my pediatrician. <laughs>
0: <laughs> He's like, "Whoa, you got a long foot, a short foot, a green foot, a blue foot.
1: Yeah. A lot. I left with a lot of prescriptions every time.
0: <laughs> Made up words. Yeah. I got a Magaladorian disease sickness. Take two of these pillows. Call me in the Uh So that's all I have to say about the singer. Um, her name's Mish. Thanks, Mish. Um, I don't particularly love the... Sometimes, although she can sing, it just sometimes the way she's singing, at least on this record, it seems like a lot of the tones are the same and it's just like she gets one or two of the words from each line out and it doesn't like have enough variance for me. I don't know. It just felt like kind of flat, not the singing, but like the way it was executed. And this is where it's hard for me to feel like I'm being critical. Cause I, like, I don't feel good doing it. I don't like being critical. I don't like feeling like, because I I'm having a reaction to it, that it's okay. I just, it's, I feel, I don't feel good about any of this having to be this way. <laughs>
1: You're just trying to be like me, not liking stuff.
0: I'm not trying to. I just had a reaction and then I was like, well, do I change the way I feel because I'm a nice boy? You do, yeah.
1: That's what I recommend.
0: So the next segment is called Romantic Comedies Inspired by This Record. Great. Uh, So these are four romantic comedies that um, the screenplays are already underway. I've sent them off to... um, What's the guy that was in... Um, Russell Crowe. Yep. I emailed his publicist. So the first one is called we'll always have laser tag. <laughs> the next one is, and that obviously, you know what that's about. I don't need to explain that to you.
1: <laughs> yeah, I did that.
0: R just the letter R just the letter U. Are you kitten me? Of course. The story <laughs> of two lovers that meet at the kitten adoption place. Of course. Yeah. Right, uh, the third one is called Grandpa's gift. <laughs> that, I'm not. I'm just going to leave that to the imagination.
1: <laughs> Maybe he gave you uh, a PS One.
0: I was thinking of, like something after he left the nursing home. and we went on hospice, and like could be money left behind. Could be this record. Could have been. Uh, like the smell that people leave behind when they stay in a place. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) and then the last one's called frostbite, but the bite is spelled B Y T E like a terabyte, you know? So it's a story of like two hackers in Vancouver that meet and fall in love.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's what this is. This is hacker music.
0: Hack. Yeah. It's like hacker porn, punk, porn, punk, porn, punk, you lost me. Hacker foreign punk. <laughs> look it up. I don't plan to look that up. <laughs> you shouldn't. Wait till you're at work and then Google that. <laughs> Steven, uh, I got to talk about your search. Uh, the lyrics I did, I did enjoy. Uh, very poetic. And I read in an article that uh, with the vocalist said one of the songs was inspired by um, some serial killers in Canada that did very odd things. And so I thought that was kind of Which one? dark. Uh, the song sister. Mm. Mm. <clears throat> so, so, you know, out of all that, I appreciate good lyrics when they're there. So thank you, Mish. Um, the, the songs that I would like to add are sister paradise and kiss me when I bleed. Um, Oh, I wanted to talk But one other thing. So somebody, when they reviewed this album said that it was positively slow core compared to their earlier work. So can you please elaborate on what that means? Because I feel like it's, it was hard for me to access this. Like I, I listened to it probably all the way through three times. And when I was off running, so I had like clear headspace so I could give it my full attention without distractions. And even then I just was like, I don't know. I don't like, I appreciate what you were saying about the guitar and stuff, but I just couldn't, I couldn't bring myself to get in there. So like, I don't know that I want to listen to this, this record more per se, but I'm open to listening to some of the other stuff because it sounds like this is a little bit more polished and maybe I'll find something more valuable from the other ones.
1: They called it slow core.
0: This person, this person did. Yes.
1: I don't know what that means. I wouldn't. I don't think there's much uh, difference in terms of uh, tempo.
0: I don't. I don't. I, I don't know what the person was saying. I guess my question is: What? Tell me why I should listen to some of the other records because well, is
1: from what? Um, I don't know all of them uh, well. I th- I've been listening to this one recently, and then uh, one that came out before this one. Also, but not as much, um, and they feel similar in style, and they could have. <clears throat> they they feel like they're from the same like era, um, but then the the one that I have on vinyl just is less. Um, it's less metal sounding and less poppy too. So it's just kind of more. Feels a little bit more straightforward and um a little bit more punk but what's it called guitar stuff's like very similar um it's just more lo-fi that one's called uh that one's at st
0: oh st so i don't know i just, here's my haiku look a monster there it must be one right it gave just three bugs in there
1: <laughs> oh. The rating in the haiku is a new on episode 14. You're still reinventing yourself.
0: So if you didn't know already, I gave it three bugs in there and I, f- I don't feel good about it. I've never given a three I bug know, score yeah. and it was but mostly
1: sorry, be so proud.
0: Yeah, she might be proud, but I don't feel great because like they're just trying to, they're doing their best work and they're not It like, they're all very talented and they, this, this album was critically acclaimed. So what is it about it that I can't, like appreciate or like get into like what's wrong with me. Why am I such a horrible person that I got to go and I'm that's not, I got to remind myself. It's not me criticizing the music or their writing ability. It's like my reaction to it is that I didn't love it. So does that, I am a bad person three bugs in there.
1: Uh, yes. And, um, you know, we can't, we can't like everything. And even though, uh, It would, I would have been excited if you really liked this and were like, I've been listening to all their records. Um, You've had uh, great experiences with some of the things that we've done on here. And so I'm not mad at it. I'm not in the band. If I were, we probably couldn't be friends anymore.
0: Yeah. But like, what if they did hear this? They like, like, fuck you, guy. Fuck you, buddy, because they're from Canada.
1: You know what I try to, I mean, when Sarah was talking about the score inflation, part of my, um, the, I guess the the reason I want to give things a good rating or better than I might have if I were being uh, more critical is that I'm just trying to find what, like you did, I'm just trying to find what, whatever I can access even if overall I don't love the music or the movie or whatever it is. Um, and when you do find that thing, then it, sometimes it can feel like just an accomplishment. So you're like, well, I managed to find this thing that resonates. So that should, I should give it a good score. Right.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, that's we like we said before the, um, the guidelines that Sarah is going to come up with for the scoring will be
0: helpful. It's but too late. The I'd damage like, is done. I'm a bad person.
1: <laughs> I just like when people don't overthink things and, and aren't uh critical hypercritical of everything and can just enjoy uh, art for art because it's art and because it's music and I have an aspiration to be less critical and less judgmental and less of a snob.
0: Yeah. I just, as a creative person, I, maybe that's why I have the biggest problem with this, like being judged, feeling like I'm being critical or judgmental when they're just trying to do, do them. Right. And who I don't feel like I'm in any position to judge someone based on the, their music or I so I'm trying to focus on, it's just my personal reaction to it, not, their ability as musicians. Right. But I'm a an asshole. No. Nah. All right. Songs of the week. Songs of the week. Um let me
1: add, since I got reacquainted with the Collingwood a couple weeks ago after you and um me and Sarah were talking about that band and watching videos. Um, I've been getting, I haven't listened to it all the way through, but I've been enjoying their their record from 2014 called Yes, Your Tide is Cold and Dark, Sir, which is a soundtrack to a movie. And I'm going to add track one, which is Raz Zania."
0: Oh. And it's good. Love it. Add it. Added and I will add a song called Smoking a Miner by the band Officer May. What um,
1: in the hell,
0: check it out. It's a pretty good, pretty good song. It, it, it builds for the entire f- like four out of, of the five minutes. And I first listened to it at a Dead Confederate show, which is um the band that T. Hardy Morris was in. Um, it was a they played a cover of that song. Oh. Um, and I because I don't think Officer May's even around anymore but um it's just a really good song and their interpretation of it was choice choice great added cool check it out i will tomorrow so next week
1: yeah next week um you
0: first. So I'm going to give you two choices for next week. We've been doing a lot of netflixing of scary things. Um oh. So you can either, I'm assuming you already have a Netflix account, you can either for free, I'll
1: need your, your password probably.
0: Yeah, you probably do. That's fine. You can either for free then watch 10 hours of the show Haunting of Hill House, which is very very good and you will binge watch in theory. Or you can watch the movie Hereditary. And pay like two dollars to rent it. Oh man.
1: Um I think I'll choose hereditary because I've seen the trailer for that and it looked really scary.
0: It's terrifying. We just watched it the
1: other night. I do okay. That's what I'm gonna do then. I do want to get into haunting of Hill House because I watched the first half of the first episode and was like, this is no good. And I turned it off. But I know that like everyone's freaking out about it.
0: There are varying degrees of good acting, Mm -hmm. but largely good performances. But um, it's worth watching. You don't have to talk about that, but dig into that one on your own time. You can't don't 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 bring that shit up in here. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh,
1: All right. So. I think I want to, I want to try to give you something that, uh, that will be easy access for fun. And, um, what does that mean? Fun. And, oh, I'm just saying, I, I, I want to give you something you're going to enjoy because you had a challenging week, uh, with white lawn.
0: IE I'm a bad person. I,
1: you're a total ass. Um, how about, I know you know Rocket from the Crypt, but do you know the record with Sonny Vincent It's called Vin- Vintage Piss No, so dig on that Sonny Vincent um, does most of the singing, but it's um three members of Rocket from the Crypt as the band and it's great. I've been listening to it um, a
0: lot cool I'm gonna do that. <laughs>
1: Thanks for listening to Okay Time episode 14. We are executive produced by Sarah Taylor Cummings. Our intro and outro music is by the Hokkaido Concern. We can be followed on social media me at Harefort on Instagram and Carl at Carl Grashit spell it Carl
0: C-A-R-L-G-R-A-T-I-O-T, a.k.a. that biggest asshole on the web. (laughs) And
1: that's pretty much at every um, social media outlet known to man.
0: Until I delete everything out of shame and guilt. Uh, And if you uh, would
1: like to leave a five-star review, um, you should probably Google how to do that. Because I had to last week when Sarah asked us to rate... uh, Some of our favorite podcasts, give them five-star reviews. It wasn't as easy as I thought it would be. Eventually, I figured it out, but um, you can too. I have
0: faith in you. Ryan. (laughs) We did it, by the way, Sarah. I'm an asshole.